I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny. I love it. Do you like uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? You saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yeah. Did I, and you that dropping could, your voice? That could be, that could be our <laughs> first so intro. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. <laughs> Who's going to tell their first story? I think you should. I'm excited. <clears throat> yeah, David, what's been going on with you, man? Yeah. What's yeah, your okay. story? What's my story? Well, my story, I was thinking about what to talk about today, and I went back to, like, I think it's, like, second grade. Oh. Third grade. Going deep. Going, oh, mm. deep. Mm -hmm. So the big game that we used to play was, like, follow the leader. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we would do is we'd go to the jungle gym and, like, do various jumps and ninja moves. And, like, the next person would have to do the same jump and land in the same spot or they were out. Right? Yes. Yes. So I used to play with my friend David and a bunch of other people, like Drew and Dan. And it was like I never won, mm -hmm. but I never, like, was the first to lose. And I always felt like my value wasn't understood. Like, I was a really good leader. Like, I could really <laughs> nail this, right? Yeah. And so. <laughs> I could see second second grade you going. You just you're not appreciating my my leadership. Like, yeah, like, I can yeah. do this. I can do. This. I can make yeah. it difficult. And so it was finally my shot to be the leader, and I wasn't gonna like blow this, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So the jungle gym's like one of those stereotypical like late '80s, early '90s like wood metal jungle gym where there's like a tower and then monkey bars connect to it and then like a slide, mm -hmm. right? Yes, I have the the archetype in my brain. So. I managed to do some cool maneuvers that I don't even remember now. It was like a long time ago to get to the top of this tower. I'm standing on top of the jungle gym, probably 15 feet in the air, maybe mm -hmm. a little higher, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm second, third grade, so I'm maybe four feet tall, maybe 80 pounds, right? Like I have no <laughs> business being this high in the air uh -huh. without a harness. Mm -hmm. So I look down uh, to where the monkey bars connect to the jungle gym. And I say, follow the leader, which is like what we're, we do before we do the cool thing. And I jump off the top of the tower. Oh, and I God. span maybe like oh. like 15 feet as I'm falling and jumping. Oh, oh, and oh, I, I land feel... with both feet uh -huh. on the wooden bo like beam that holds up the monkey bars. Like, Are you? Oh, oh my like gosh. Landed it. All of my internal organs have scrunched up into like my chest cavity that made me so anxious and I, I did not like <laughs> imagining what was happening okay keep going yeah, okay. sorry so no no so so i remember this thought process before i jumped right mm -hmm. this is a child brain this isn't my adult brain thinking mm -hmm. but i remember thinking like that could hurt oh well do it <laughs> right like just do it <laughs> it was like and i did it and i and you did do it nailed it right and what? i'm like i'm i'm like in my head i'm like this is going to be amazing and everyone looks at me and goes Whoa! You win, we quit. <laughs> like no one did the jump. Yeah, because no one had a death wish. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so this Yay, is. Yay! <laughs> self preservation in second graders. Yeah. <laughs> they were all smart, right? They all lived. The Darwin test was passed for them, right? Oh. But that's a perfect example of response cost, right? 
of like that deficit. Like how how at this age, right, response cost is this part of your brain that understands the consequences of your actions like later on in the future. Like mm-hmm. if you miss eight, like every class, you're not going to do well on the test. Like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you could be like, I can make it up. <laughs> like your brain can like, you know, make the circle fit the square. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So as a child, I didn't think, you know, if I nail this, uh, no one's going to play anymore. So I don't get a win, right? <laughs> my brain my brain didn't go like, if you miss this, you could be a quadriplegic or dead, right? There was no thought of those consequences. And then what they would even look like an hour later or like two hours later. But I nailed that. You you oh my god, like a ninja. See, I'm imagining this alternate reality where you go, I did it, I nailed it. I look back and just was like, come on guys, follow the leader. And they go, oh my god. And I look down and my legs were broken in half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, and thank god no one went after me. And thank god all their brains yeah. were more sophisticated. Oh, yeah. The memory of watching them wreck themselves... <laughs> Like, in my head, I thought it would have been cool watching them not get it, but I never thought in that moment, right? <laughs> them not getting it would not be, like, yeah, that would be bad. That I, would be, like, a stand-by me moment. Yeah. Like, oh, God, oh, yeah. Oh, no. It would be trauma therapy for the next 10 years. Therapy. But I had no idea what I was pushing them towards. That's the deficit right there. Like, the impulsivity in that jump, but, like, the lack of response cost. Like, as a child, I had no idea what I was getting into. Oh, my gosh. The adult me, like, still goes a little, like, whew. I nailed that jump. <laughs> like, like I can't even yeah. think of that other reality. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. I'm thinking... Oh, here, sorry, my, I'm still in shock because a lot of physiolo... I've had a lot of mirror... Like, whatever it is, like, my mirror neurons have gone off. I don't know. I'm just... My body is Oh, still, no, every time I think about that jump, Like, my I heart feel is still racing. Feeling. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh. You, like, see like, my pulse. Yeah, I'm yeah, literally yeah. like... Duh, 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 duh. Like, okay. Well, you know what? You lived. You're here. You made the jump. We're response cost, from it. but response we're never going to forget what response. We're cost never going to forget right? it again. That was the best story. Okay. Have you found? Have you found yourself weighing the response cost since that? Since that incident? No. No. Not at all. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't have to. You're like uh, move on. Yeah. <laughs> like, move on. Because well, no, jump no. off a higher tower. Right. Right. Well, I realized in that moment it's never worth it to win that game. Yeah. So that was mm. the takeaway. Oh yeah, like the take yeah the takeaway is not oh I, I like the how to put it like it's not a lesson learned it's not a lesson learned it's more like a well you don't not need for to me be- because I didn't get mm-hmm. people to follow me <laughs> beating everyone by a beating lot everyone. makes them not want to play with you womp womp yeah and that was the takeaway that was the takeaway I and you know what's funny is as we're talking about this that is totally what I'm taking away like I my brain is already well past the whole. I mean, I was living in it, and now I'm like, nope, totally the yeah. takeaway. Right. Yeah. How are you feeling, Bobby? I just, I can, I can feel, I can feel that jump in my groin. <laughs> 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 because I feel like I've done that jump more times than I should have done that jump, just off of tall things. And that's my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you, uh, do you have a story from the week? Yeah, I feel like the week has been my story. Like just the ex- mm-hmm. just existing this week has been my story. I'm in a I'm in a show right now where I'm an understudy, and I the thing about being an understudy is that you have to do all the prep on your own because you don't have the you don't get to rehearse you know with the other actors. You don't get to have that. Re- you can go to rehearsal and you can watch you can watch everybody, but it, but you don't get to go up and you know do the reps. So you gotta. 
you got to manage all that on your own. And when you have ADHD, that can get a little difficult, <laughs> just a little bit. And so, and when you have ADHD and you like run your own, you know, business, and you're doing all kinds of stuff and things are crazy, uh, just work wise, it's trying to find find how that works. And so, um, I just I, I don't know if it's a story more than it's just kind of a, a, a state of being right now where I'm like, where I'm trying to figure out sort of the best balance for getting all the things done that I want to get done and that I need to get done and memorizing this show where I'm understanding the lead character. Also, why I chose to do this when I already had a workload that was all, you know, it wasn't like the workload just appeared and I was like, whoa, man, I got this understudy gig and now all of these clients need me to do videos. No, these are all videos that I've been, or content that I've been, you know, developing for months. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to, yeah. I think I'll understudy. This theater wants me to do that. So this week has been trying to like cram that in my head. But also, like you said, going in a way like kind of have my brain is sort of making these excuses of like, oh, well, I didn't get to it today. I only have, I only have three days now. I'll, I'll, st- I'll do it tomorrow. I'll be able to figure it out tomorrow. And then the next day comes and go, oh, shoot. I didn't realize I had a meeting and I had this and I had this. Uh, I still have I still have a day left. I can memorize a show in a day. You know what I mean. So it's just that I feel like that's where my that's where my head is right though. now. Real talk. Real talk. Did you memorize a show in a day? No, no, I have not. But you did memorize. But like, I did a massive. Scene what I ended in up day. doing was I, I broke down. So for the last couple of weeks, it's been trying to figure that out. And then finally, when uh, the show opened, and the the actor in the show was like, "Hey, I think that next week I might need you to go on for me." Then I broke it down a scene per day so that I wasn't trying to cram the whole show in one day. And I was just focusing on one scene. So I didn't even worry about the entire show. I just worried about one scene per day. And that's still been a challenge, but it's definitely, I've been more successful doing that, breaking it down that way than I have just even attempting to do it the way I was doing, which was like, I'm going to cram for the, I'm going to cram for this, the, the final tonight. Before the before the test. Well, but also your method is different. Like your method is kind of ingenious. Oh yeah, I did a completely different thing. I I, uh, I recorded the last run through of the show, the audio, and then I broke up the audio into a scene, and then I listened to the actors performing that scene while I'm just throughout the entire day. So I'll just listen to that on loop. So it might be like a 15 minute scene that I listen to 10 different. I'll listen to it 10 times in a row. And then I'll start to pick up the dialogue and I'll rewind it. And but this is also while I'm, you know, cleaning the house or walking to the, you know, to the library or riding the train or any time that I'm not doing something that I need all of my senses or I need my sense of, you know, hearing mm-hmm. to to focus on a task. Mm-hmm. I'll be listening to the show while I'm cooking food while I'm doing this. So that's what I've been. That's what I've been doing this this last week. I love I love everything about that ADHD story, right? Because because it's so real. It's like like it, we've all been there in a different. Oh, just pick a different like insert word here. Like I I have fifteen minutes to do this entire book. Like whatever yeah. you know, whatever yeah. your brain like can rationalize. But then there's this reality that you don't get to make the structure until you're in the crisis. Yeah, that's true. So true. You know, and then yes. you're like, now I have a plan. Why couldn't I have this plan? Like. 
four months ago, and it's like you weren't in terror of your life. You, know, <laughs> yeah, you actually didn't have the right stimulation, fun. though, right? Yeah, like you weren't in your sweet spot. Well, oh. it, and it comes down to, like, you know, when we were talking about procrastinating and figuring out, you know, I haven't gotten to the place, at least in this situation, where I've had a freak out of just, like, being uncertain or being mad at myself. It's just been that thing of, like, cool, now I got to do it. And it's just, and I'm like, I'll get, I can, I can, I can piss on myself. I can get, I can get mad that I, I should have done it these last couple of weeks or, oh man, if I would have done better time management or whatever, that hasn't even entered my brain because I was like, well, I can't change anything. This is how I work right mm. now. This is how I'm working in this situation. Maybe next time, because I know how I feel right now with a little bit of stress, maybe I'll parse it out a little differently. But you probably won't. But who, yeah. That's the whole thing. Is how would you, you really won't. Right, yeah. We, this is how, but you're learning your authentic way of working, right? And what you're not doing is you're not judging it. Right. Well, I've also That's never true. done this before. So I think that, uh, understudy. So I think this is like a learning experience. And I'm like, oh, I know that if I record the show, so I'll just record the first run through and then I can listen to it sooner. You know what I mean? So I can get, I can get the ball rolling on listening to stuff sooner. Gotcha. Which I would, do, I would have done. Because I didn't even think to, I've never thought to do that. Oh. What would happen if like that day you're, like I'm just calling it a freak out. It, it was, I don't know if it was a freak out or right. not. But the day that you're really like feeling the burn and you're creating the structure and you're like, oh my God, I'm really behind the ball. What would it have happened if someone was going, why didn't you do this earlier? Why weren't you more on your game? Why did you leave this last minute? Like how would you have responded if someone else started asking you all the questions that you were like bubbling with in that moment? Oh, I think I would have just, I mean, I probably would have inside just started to crumble. I probably would have, that would have destroyed any structure I probably had been creating in that yeah. moment. Mm. And I would have been defending myself and I would have been also apologizing and I would have been like falling apart and I would have been getting mad and I would yep. have, and then nothing, no, there'd be no productivity. There'd be nothing, nothing would have, nothing would have happened that would have been of any use. Mm. See where you're going. Where am I going? I feel like you're. I'm slipping on what you're mopping. Oh. Well, it's, it's that idea that like the work isn't the work isn't to try to like fight like resist your natural state and resist the fact that the procrastination and the last minute crisis mode will create stimulationness of it all, right? Like, like it's it's like I keep getting the this is like a theme for the week for me where I was reading up and listening to a lot of podcasts and things about anxiety. Like I was just kind of like catching up on some stuff for work. And, and I feel like the message I kept getting was, you know, the more you resist, the worse it is. The more you just go, ha, oh, yes, I'm anxious. Let me roll with it. But it feels like it applies here too. If you just roll with it and like ease up on yourself. Cause I think that's the thing is you, you get it. I know I have gotten into habits where the way I convince myself I motivate myself is by beating myself up internally. But actually, that's not what helps. Like, I've started to learn, like, oh, I can remove that part yeah, and then more still gets, do it last more, minute. And, and more gets done. And still get yeah. it done. But, like, it'll always be last minute, so I have to accept that. It, I came to this realization late in life, uh, totally my partner, right? Mm -hmm. my, I was talking with Robin. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about, all right, we're going to get the house ready and I'll, I'll clean a little bit every day and we'll be ready for when these people come in town. And it'll be, a, you know, we have a plan. And, and Robin looked at me and was like, uh, you're not going to do anything. You're going to freak out. And the last minute, the night before, you're going to do a lot of cleaning while I'm at work and it'll be done. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Is that okay? And she's like, yeah, just do it while I'm at work. It was that realization mm -hmm. that. 
instead of trying to pretend like I'm something different, I could just do do it the way I do it, talk about it without shame, and then yeah. it just gets done. And when you're trying to beat yourself up so someone else can't, mm. you like get totally distracted from like the task. Oh, that's... Can we make the truth bomb noise? Kaboom! <laughs> that's the... Can we just make <laughs> that the, the noise forever? Kaboom! Kaboom. <laughs> wow, that was a truth bomb yeah. and a half. Wow. Yeah, you're right, because if it doesn't... Yeah, if we're beating ourselves up... That gets in the way of the thing even getting done. And it's just this like perpetual yeah. motion machine of shame. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like shame takes so much energy that like, you know, in, a, in an interesting way, like, I don't know how to put it, but sometimes, you know, like that since, I don't know if either of you relate, I'm imagining you do, but that feeling sometimes where you have like a motor running and you can't stop the motor or it's like a, like you're saying set, motor, like, but you're, you're pointing at your head and my head is, and I'm making a gesture, like motor. a spinning my head motor, or it feels kind of like, like, like somebody has locked your brain in accelerator mode and like you have no more brake. <laughs> um, and it's like, you don't have a choice about anything that's happening. You're just like, well, that's what's happening. Like there's, there's a way in which being in the thick of that mode could also include when you're in a shame spiral. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I could be a champion shame spiraler. I'll just own that. Like I could be really good at it. It's going towards the kinds of stimulation you have the most tolerance for. Oh, right. But like, let's think about that. I'm much better dealing with excitement than anxiety. I have very little experience with anxiety in my life, but like I have a lot of experience, like being a golden retriever and getting really excited about something (laughs) I shouldn't be excited about. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to say like my brain decides or I make my brain, but I like, I authentically label things a little closer to excitement, whether they are or not. Yeah. And And they are technically physiologically the same. You're just choosing a label sort of. And so, and so like, where does shame or anxiety, where does that displace the stimulation from the task? For some people, it makes like you need the shame. And this is where it's like, what? And it's like, wait, let's honor this differently. Like sometimes you need the shame. And shame is, I've always seen like mm-hmm. something that someone else makes you feel, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you peed your pants in public, you would get shame because of people seeing that, right? But if you peed mm-hmm. your pants in private, you'd have guilt because no one could see it, right? <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. Like it's, that's a side note. That's yeah, a great yeah, no, I, I feel super guilty. Yeah. Right? But yeah. like avoiding shame is mm-hmm. very stimulating. It's like Indiana Jones running out of the temple and like diving and the, the ball just barely doesn't hit him, right? It's mm-hmm. like, if I don't get this done, I will be nothing. Or I will <laughs> I'll be, be tro- so socially rejected and annihilated. And then yeah. that fear... Mm-hmm. That that shame turns right into fear, right? Because yeah. it hasn't happened. And what does that do to your heart? Speeds it up, gives and you adrenaline boost. That's the stimulation you're more akin oh to. Oh my gosh, I'm such a st- adrenaline junkie. <laughs> like, we all are, oh. though. So then, my question is, how do you use this? Sh- how do you turn the shame into a tool? How would you turn it into a tool? Based on what we're, I'm just totally putting you on oh, the yeah, spot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you said it. I'm just trying to f- okay. find the answer for myself. And there's a, uh, we live in a, a landing strip. We're, we're recording in a landing strip right now. Um, it's like it's more stimulating five. to dodge planes. This is, I know, right? Um, so, because I, I, because I, I heard you start to say, and I think what happened, my, my brain was going, how am I, I'm trying to figure this out. And then I think you gave the answer, but I was in my own, in my own head. But when, when you would use, you would use shame to sort of, 
I don't I, I, I don't know. I'm for some reason, I'm picturing out. like the scene in Star Wars for some reason where like Luke goes into the cave. <laughs> like, um, like that's Empire Strikes Back. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have known. Um, no, for some reason, what I'm picturing is like that scene. It's like that idea of. Um, you can't run, like if you know that you have to use your fear, if you imagine that shame is generating fear, then you, if, if you can just somehow while you're in there, acknowledge that that's what's happening and go, ha ha, like I see, I see, I face, like literally you go into your own cave and you're like, I see my fear. I see the, you know. I actually, this is, so I don't even about, remember so what he's I love that you're exactly. like nailing this Star Wars like force. Metaphor. I mean, I, and I'm like, and I will admit of I'm, the three of us, I'm the least well-versed at Star yeah, Wars. And I, I don't know. I might not be, uh, I might not be right, but I think it's when he goes in the cave to confront Darth Vader because he has to confront the dark side of himself. Oh. That's the fear. You could have just let that win happen. I know, right? <laughs> you could have not. <laughs> yes. I think, no. I think the way we look, like the way that I've used, I think like using shame is like a really like, like great question, right? Because it's like we're taught to avoid it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So one of the talks that I gave him in a baseball stadium, and I'm like talking to people in this baseball stadium, and I'm organizing this event. And every year I do this like talk for this event. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did the talk, I was freaking out about looking like an idiot. And my brain went like this. It went, oh, my God, I'm going to make a fool of myself with this talk. And then no one's going to like me. And then it's going to get back to my job. And then I'm going to lose my job. And then my partner's <laughs> going to leave me. And I'm going to be homeless. Like, I, I go to this, like, very black and white extreme of yeah. if I mess up this talk, I'm going to be homeless. Like Your, your life's going to end. Wow. And so here, here's all of a sudden, like, putting some pretty intense pressure on this talk. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I worked on it for, like, weeks weeks, weeks, mm-hmm. months, right? And then I got better at it. Mm. And so I didn't need weeks to work on it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was freaking out because I wasn't starting early like I did before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if I just plan on freaking out on the plane and just doing it? I have six hours. It was a mm-hmm. six hour flight. Mm-hmm. So then every time I'd start to get nervous, I'd go, oh, it's not time to work yet. Oh, so you yeah. literally compartment, like you keep it in its place. You the go, shame cool. horse is ready to go <laughs> at this time. Oh, like you time your shame we're, horse. We're like, yeah, we're going to go because there's no way I'm going to be homeless. There's no way I'm going to lose my partner. There's way, no way I'm going to let these kids down. There's no way I'm not going to do this thing right. And yeah. all of those things, all of that black and white on failure for me, it's like we could talk about it like shame, right? But we have to honor shame is what we want to do to avoid the perception from another person. Mm. I had my own guilt on not working for 40 hours on the talk, but I had no shame in nailing the talk. So it's, is it reframing the shame as guilt and then using the guilt as fuel? Wait. Sometimes, David, you say things that are so smart that it takes a lot of time for me to untwist the pretzel in my brain. Because literally my brain was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you get to the end and I was like, what? And then Bobby talked and now it's lost. Wait, time, hold the phone. Story of our lives. Okay. So you have all the guilt of not doing it the way you think you should be doing it. And every time you feel that, you kind of go, oh, but no, I am going to do it. I am going to do it. So you kind of lose that that part of the shame spiral. Like you lose the like, oh, I'm, I'm bad at doing it the way I think I should be. Mm-hmm. So you kind of drop that off. Mm-hmm. Like that's off the plane. That's not on the plane. And then you keep 
the like <laughs> the homeless shame spiral, you know, or like which the fear sounds, of failure, fear of failure. And you just like harness it and then set it free yes. at the appointed time when it will do its magic. And it's almost like you keep, you you know it's there to help because but you, so you need save that it to prime the pump. But yeah, but you don't prime it ahead of time. You right. don't you don't waste a ton of energy. But you know it's going to dragging yourself down ahead of time. Oh yeah, because I go if I don't start now, I only have six hours and I'm going to fail. And every once in a while, I'll be like, that's a good idea. And I'd like write an idea down and like put it on the calendar for that date because it was like I wasn't going to worry about it until then. Oh, so you just don't worry about it until No, I go, do I have a plan? What I never had as a child growing up, or I think a lot of people with ADHD, <laughs> we don't have plans because we have ADHD. So all of a sudden, like, we, we, we have these real life plans of like, oh, I can do work on a plane and that's what I'm going to do it. And then we got to honor that plan. It's not time to work yet. I'm not on a plane. So then here, and I know that we're, we're I'm just going to, feel free to anyone to reel us back wherever we need to be or we're aimed to be or whatever. But that, There's both that, stories that, where we're going to. Yeah, we absolutely. will go there, there, but this is all relating yeah. to it. So of course it's synchronous. Well, and I think too, this is all, we're all, we're all kabooming in our brains from, from all this stuff too, all these truth bombs. So I'm finding, I think, and I think we're all finding extreme. And by we, I mean, me and Isabel are finding extreme value in everything that you're sharing with us, David. So like, I, I think that. Like, yeah. Thanks for kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, thanks for, thanks for fixing us. Making it okay. But we're just, um, just talking about like what everyone actually does and everyone yeah. is shamed for, and like we shouldn't. So, so here's so the, here's okay. the, here's the question. My question is, then if we're always setting plans and goals and in 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 doing that, and if and if and if and I'm being very very broad and general here, but if um, and if I'm misquoting you, let me know. If if we're doing that and it doesn't tend to really reap any of the benefits or rewards of like okay well we're going to set all these goals but then a lot of times the the goal kind of disappears or the steps get jumbled up and it doesn't really and, and nothing really comes of it or, or we don't follow through um then how how can we plan to succeed in those plans do you so, know what i'm saying so you're saying if we fail how can we learn something from that and like not fail next time yeah or when we find you know if we find that if that okay well if i set a goal i'm not going to achieve it so then how my, the thing that I'm seeing is sort of a, uh, like a, the conflict there is, well, if we do need to achieve goals, how do we figure out the, the, the path to get the way to get to, yeah, to get to that, that success and that goal. We've talked about this a little bit before, but we it's, have, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. about that. It's about that effectiveness conversation rather than like how we should like the Norman Rockwell painting, what winter and Christmas is supposed to look like versus like right. everyone in Utah or yeah. like everyone in Tucson, like, right. <laughs> yeah. Are they doing Christmas wrong? It's like, yeah. it's like, they're not, it's about so many other things and the way it looks. And everyone has these really sophisticated ideas of what studying looks like or what preparing looks like, or what effort looks like. Because mm -hmm. we're like simulation machines. Right. And so we're constantly observing and comparing all the time. So we're always like, ha ha, like this is how the world and television and everything I've read says I should do a thing. Right. And so here I am in real life, you know, nailing this like introductory talk, working with these groups, getting these kids like icebreakers and nailing it. And it's super fun. And as I leave and I, you know, I'm getting paid and I really truly believe I did a great job. I'm feeling horrible, like, oh, man, I probably should have spent more time. If I spent more time, could it have been better? And that's the trap. It's not about if it could have been better because now we're not living in life. 
if it could have been better, we're like counting. That's why when he asked me before, you were right, about it. we count right. the possible, like the, the endless possibilities of what something could have been. So was it good enough? Right. And then if the answer is yes, it's like the next question I have is what would I do differently? And so then one year I thought I'm not going to spend as much time beating myself up about starting when I was just super effective on the plane. Mm. Like what if we actually looked at our, like our outcomes differently and we didn't judge our process and we just judged where we were effective. Yeah. Like almost like if I'm hearing right, you focus more on actually sitting with what really got done. Did it get done? Did you do the thing? And did you do it well enough? Cool. How did you get that done? That is probably how you're going to do it again. And then now that you know that, try to make it a little bit easier on yourself. And those last three things you said, I, it took me like 30 years to learn. I feel like it's going to take me another 30, but I'm really excited. <laughs> see, but see, that's Knock why I'm asking wood. all these questions so that we yeah. can figure it out by the end of tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> Good goal. Talk about no. setting goals. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have that thought where you think, hey, I'm nothing, stop. Remember, you're something. Something's shiny. That's right. Just as you are. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Instagram as Something Shiny Podcast. And if you're looking for more information, useful links, definitions, visuals, everything we can think of and more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com. And it's all free. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in two weeks.